Kara, welcome to the worst episode <laughs> of Pillows on the Windows, a film podcast. Hello. Yeah. Hey. This is the latest we've ever recorded one of these in the day. Woo. You're excited. I'm excited. Kara, let's jump right in to film. <laughs> okay. Wait, Kara, wait, before we do. Mm-hmm. I was working on this like mind theory I had, right? Okay. Are you familiar with the film 500 Days of Summer? I am. What's your what's your opinion of that film? Um mostly nothing except okay. for the like Yeah, I mean it's like all the cultural like mm-hmm. he's a villain but the, the movie doesn't yeah, the Smiths, all of that sort of stuff. And then sure. the autumn thing is stupid. Yes. So I guess like overall negative. Not about that. Yeah. Do you think, well, see, because, like, I think a lot of people, when they say that movie has value, they're speaking in, like, that it's subversive, you know, where it's like, if you Mm. read between the lines, it's about how he's a jerk and a monster, even though on the surface, it's about how awesome twee white people are when they fall in love with each other. Um, Do you think a movie can be good if the only value it has is in, like, a subversive reading that you have to like dig into and read letterboxed reviews to understand. Yeah, absolutely, right? I mean, that's like hmm. a. I'm trying to think of an absolutely example. Absolutely, is a strong. I mean, I'm term. just thinking. Yes. I, I'm trying to think. Like, the only place my mind is able to go is like anti hero stuff. Like Joker. Which I, Dude, like Joker. No. Okay, I understand stop, completely. Stop, Thank stop, you. Stop, stop. Do you have any other examples? Hmm. I think the example that would come to mind would just be like, if you like a movie, people don't like or something. Or it's like, I guess I'm just asking, are movies subjective? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Hey, For My Neighbor part, Totoro, right? that's a subjective movie car. <laughs> I guess so, maybe. We're watching all the Studio all. Ghibli movies. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. Yeah. The one that matters. My Neighbor Totoro. It's about two girls that aren't on the poster and their friend, a cat demon. Cat bus. Cat bus is in this movie, My Neighbor Totoro. Kara, have you seen My Neighbor Totoro before this viewing? No, and I just finished it mere minutes ago. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What <laughs> did you think of My Neighbor Totoro? I really, 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 really liked it <laughs> so much. Okay. I thought it was just a darn treat. It made me so happy. It made me so sad that I'm not a child. It made me just oh want to be a kid. It did. Like, one of my greatest sadnesses in life is the concept that, like, I'll never have a day when I wake up and it's summer and I just, like, go run around and do kid stuff for a day. Like, that's heartbreaking. Well, you could. You'd just be arrested. (laughs) Okay, sure. And this movie, like, I feel like it's one of the best depictions of, like, what it's like to just, like, have a nice day outside as a kid that I've ever seen. And nothing else. I mean, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was just kidding. I actually really enjoyed this movie. This was the third time I had seen it. And I think this was the only time I actually really liked watching it. What didn't you like before? Oh, just nothing happens. It's just, it's that yeah. same. Like, okay, Car, this is our new segment. We're going to do the Ghibli try mark checklist. You ready? Okay. Nature good. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Military bad. No. 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 <laughs> planes yes barely but yes flying no 
But planes. What is there a plane? The little kid's making like a model plane on his front stoop. Oh, okay. I feel like flying is a more... um, It covers more of the Ghibli movies, right? Like, Spirited Away, there's no plane. But they fly. We're not there yet, Kyle. Let's not... Let's I, know, not I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I think you're completely... Mi- I think you're completely misunderstanding Miyazaki's <laughs> view of planes, which is not that they're flying, but just the form of the plane, the structure. Do you understand? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Car, <laughs> to walk me through the emotional journey of my neighbor, Totoro. Well, you're a little kid and you're going to go live in this house that seems really nice to live in. Mm-hmm. And there's like little creatures that are awesome because right away you're told that maybe only you can see them which is the coolest thing that could ever happen to someone and you start playing with the little creatures and then you have this granny who takes care of you and she's so nice and not like the evil ant in grave of the fireflies we hate Um, the evil ant yes we do um and then like you start seeing more and more of these little (laughs) these little forest spirits or whatever they call them and they only appear to you when they want to and that's also nice and then eventually your little sister goes missing because your mom was also sick and there's some stuff going on there um but the entire time you know everything's gonna be fine because this is one of those movies that everyone talks about how pleasant it is so there's no risk everything's okay um, and then the little the little spirit creatures help you make everything fine. Right. Um, yeah. And then Disney sells a ton of T-shirts with Totoro on the cover or on the front. Yeah. T-shirts don't have covers. Um, <laughs> I guess when I didn't like this movie in the before times, um, mm-hmm. there's just such this. It's not even a lack of conflict. It's just a lack of of reason to exist or it it almost feels kind of showy where the studio tends to have this aspect of their movies where they're portraying people in a very realistic way or a very realistically cartoonish way and they do a lot of scenes of just characters doing things you don't normally see cartoon characters doing and this is basically an entire movie of that and if i'm in if I'm not in the right mood to watch that, it just feels like animators doing like their their warm up exercises or something, you know, where it's just like and now she's putting on her shoes and here's like 20 seconds of that. It's not a movie. It's like a <laughs> it's like my resume. I'm an animator and here's my resume. I did the shoe scene from Spirited Away. Uh, I just I think it like it. It is like for a very specific mood or something, but. It's just like about what it's like to be a little kid and like what fun that is and how you get to experience magic. Also, one of my favorite things is how the dad can also see the creatures. That was such a nice little surprise. And he doesn't even seem like shocked by it. He's just like, oh, there's my daughters with their creature friends. How nice is that? You okay? this is like, okay. that's a theory. Okay, I mean, he sees them on the trees. Sure he does, yeah. Okay, sure. 
Yeah, when he's like doing his late night studying. I don't know. It's just like, and then they're all cute, right? And like, they're supposed to be cute, but they executed it perfectly. It's so cute when they hug him. Yes. And when they jump on his big belly and it's cute when the cat bus shows up, even though he's kind of creepy. It's just perfect. (laughs) The cat bus is phenomenal. Yeah. I don't even own a cat. (laughs) I think it's kind of rude when Totoro's like, Here's my cat bus. And then he gets on the cat bus and then he leaves them in the rain. These small children. I mean, I'm not ascribing, you know, human-like emotions to this Totoro. You know, do dogs experience guilt? We don't know. Mm. Does Totoro experience guilt when he gets on the cat bus and drives away in the <laughs> middle of the night? It'd be funny if he, like, had a single tears. <laughs> the cat bus is driving away with Totoro. There was Because he realized his fatal error. There were yeah. a lot of empty seats on that cat bus car. Yeah. Um, I have a very specific and maybe creepy and not good <laughs> criticism of this film. Okay. I think the older sister is drawn in a sort of womanly way that feels really weird when she's supposed to be like four or something. Yeah, I would agree with that entirely. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. But okay. So I, so I also had that uncomfortable feeling where it was like this something feels wrong yeah like they're doing this in the wrong way but then i was also like am i like set up to perceive it that way sure i don't know like i i guess it's not so egregious that like like the prior movies have of the studio have felt much more like that to me yeah but there is like some version of that here yeah that's good. We love anime no. on this podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the dub? Yeah. The fannings? Pretty bad, I think. I like the dad. They're working with yeah. what they got. I don't know. Like, what do you do? It's just it's a lot of kids screaming, basically. It's like a kid seeing like a grasshopper jump out of the grass and going, ah! <laughs> Yeah, there was one line that, like, really stood out to me when the older sister is running through the field trying to find the younger one at the end. And the line is like, I shouldn't have let her do something. Like, I shouldn't have let her get away or whatever. Take the corn. The reading of it is like, I shouldn't have let her get away. And it's like, there's like no emotion behind (laughs) it at all, even though, like, this is a desperate moment for this uh, young girl. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. The sandal scene destroyed me the first time. Really sad. Yes. That's a very uncomfortable emotion right there for a kid's movie. It's so, like, disturbing for, like, I imagine this one specifically is actually meant for kids. Yeah. That's a pretty tough thing to see, like all of these men just looking for the body of the younger girl. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy because in this movie of magical creatures, all of a sudden there's this very dark scene, but it's not even explicit. It's like very suggestively dark and it totally feels unlike everything else in this movie. And that's why I think it's so effective. Uh, I really like the scene. I'm not at all criticizing it. I just think it's a very... uh, you know, kids can't have too much fun. Kids got to grow up sometime, Car. My neighbor told yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was really glad I knew that nothing bad was going to happen. Like, I guess it didn't really hit me as much because I was like, there's no way this girl is going to die. Like, yeah. I'm just that's inconceivable in this movie. Right. Um, 
But if I hadn't known that, yeah, it's like so sad. And the granny character is so sweet in it. And yeah. yeah. Very, very sweet film overall. Very sweet. You. There's also this thing, like I keep Uh-oh. trying to put my finger on this like intangible quality about these movies when I really like them. And I think part of it that I discovered in this one is like it really starts to feel real at certain points. Like, I don't know if that's a credit to the animation or the story and like how it brings you in. But like when the older daughter gets in the cat bus and she's like feeling the texture of it and everything, it just like truly feels real in a way that most like 99% of animated movies never feel like that to me. Okay. Ghibli PR. (laughs) <laughs> I've heard the company line before, Car. I know how this goes. She puts her shoes on. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, that was the other thing. Is I was kind of looking at... This came on, what, 88, I think? Um, yeah. I was kind of looking at what domestic product was looking like at the time. Um, we're talking like Little Mermaid, which... Uh, mm-hmm. I, I need to choose my words carefully because <laughs> someone I know really likes The Little Mermaid... Um, but the level of animation quality in The Little Mermaid is like, this looks good now, my neighbor Totoro. Like, you could put this yeah. out now and it would be like, dang. Uh, it's kind of crazy how much better this looks than anything that, you know, like Western animation studios were doing at the time that I'm aware of anyway. Isn't Little Mermaid like one of the more well-liked visual, mm. visually animated movies or no? It was coming. Disney animated. Uh, Disney was in like really dire straits for a while. And then Little Mermaid was where they kind of regained their footing. And then I think Little Mermaid was so successful that they were able to do higher budget films from there on, which is okay. how you get like the ballroom scene and Beauty and the Beast and all that crap. Computers. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. When was Hercules then? Is Hercules like right after? No, that's all like that? 98 maybe. Okay. Like 10 years later, I would say. Um, I'm listening to a podcast series about this era of Disney right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I actually just listened to the Hercules one, and I thought of you because I know you like Hercules I love that movie, Car. I know. It's (laughs) so good. This podcast also convinced me that I need to do a rewatch because, yeah, the way they're talking about it, it just sounds like awesome. And I haven't seen that in forever. Meg's song is the best, man. Man. <laughs> um, the one that always throws me is Aladdin was 93. I always assumed Aladdin came out like 1997. But I was like one when it came out. I don't know. That always <laughs> throws me off. Uh, not maybe the best movie either. Aladdin. But, you know, <laughs> I don't like Lion King. So take it as you will. Lion King 2 Simba's Pride, however. That is a completely different brand. That yeah. is a completely different quality of product. Great film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hampered, I would say, by its, you know, proximity to the mm-hmm. Lion King. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up is uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Now I'm super intrigued because of. Um, the note that Krista does not like this. I'm not a huge fan either. I liked it more than she did, though. Okay. I like it. Like, I don't always like to know takes going in. Yeah. But it is fun to, like, know somebody 
I like know their take and then you're sort of trying to figure that out along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a fun little mind puzzle to be in. I feel like that's the, if you open up the letterbox business plan, it's just that on a piece of paper. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of letterbox car. I don't know. Attack the Black was the other movie. Yeah. We did. Assigned reading. I liked it quite a bit, Car. I did too. It was so freaking fun, man. <laughs> Take it, it away. Really was. It really was. I mean, it's like a really great teen London movie where they fight aliens that are like threatening. Yep. And they do such a good job of like making them non-threatening or like non it's not like alien they're just or something. Now, yeah they seem like creatures more than like aliens specifically but then yeah. like yeah people like die and lose their legs and stuff so yeah. like it does it takes turns but it just had so much like heart to it yeah in a really nice way like it was these it was a good bunch of people to spend the movie with and i Something that really popped out to me is, like, they introduce a lot of characters really, really quickly. Yes. And you get such a good sense of all of them right away. And, like, you get how they fit into the story and what their personalities are. And, like, some of them are stuck in a dumpster the entire time. And, like, you never really forget about them. Like, it it just... (laughs) They, like, expertly crafted this... uh, The exact right teen action sci-fi movie. Teen action. Yeah. And you got Doctor Who there. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And she's fed up. Yeah, I also think they handle a lot of, like, really interesting topics really well and interestingly. This is where we might disagree, Car. This is where I... <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I just... I, the thing it's going for is so interesting. I think. Where... you, I guess... It's going for a lot of things, I think, but what it actually is going for is just fun monster movie, because I think during the last 20 minutes or so, it tries to bring something in. It tries to make it about something, and I think that doesn't work that whole turn Um, when it's this kind of vague, like when you can kind of fill in the blanks yourself, I think it works when they are kind of broadcasting what the movie is about at the end i think that's where it falls apart i would agree if that was like it truly the first time it came into play but they are mentioning the fact that like this story is different because they're all black teens and not um the lady who they pickpocket at the beginning like that is they consistently like talk about that in conversation like you're aware that yeah they can't go to the police that's not gonna work like it I I think, yeah, I think it's woven in enough that yeah. it m- makes sense when it takes the turn at the end. I guess maybe what I mean is it works, but it works less now than it maybe did back then because it has no teeth to it, basically. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, it's like everything that I mean, especially we've been talking about in the last like year or something <laughs> yeah. where. But what year was this made? Like 2011, I think. Yeah, I feel like it. I mean, there's a million thoughts I have about that, including like it's I'm ashamed that I didn't know this was a movie until like a, a year and a half ago or something. Sure. Like that just seems crazy because I would have loved this movie yeah. in 2011. Um, but also, yeah, I think like 
some of these topics would have been at least new to me as like an idiot in 2011. Not new, but like maybe explored in a different way in movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like some of it. Like, I really like when they think the monsters are coming out of the smoke and then it's just the cops. Like, that's good. But I feel like that's the message. And then they don't. And then it just is like this weird Moses, Moses at the thing. Yeah. at the end, And that didn't work at all for me because there's no follow through on that. And that's not how I like there's no. There's no good ending there, but they try to like play it off like it's a good ending or something. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, I think the the conversational part of it maybe works better. Like uh, the part I'm sort of referencing throughout the movie than the ends specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I do think it's cool. Like, there's just like little moments too where the woman brings up that like what her boyfriend is in the Red Cross in Ghana or something. Yeah. And they like call her out like yeah. what can he volunteer? Like little things like that. It was just like very cool to see those just like sort of thrown out in the movie. Yes. I totally agree. And that moment stood out to me too, yeah. yeah. That's good stuff. And I also just like like the monster design is fantastic. The action is good, I guess is what I'm saying. Like the actual meat of the movie is really entertaining and fun. Um Anytime the monster is out of focus and all you can see is like the glowy, mm-hmm. glowy. That's good. That's really good. Super smart design to make it look like eyes, but it's yes. the mouth. Like that is just, it's perfect. It's so genius. You can hang a whole movie on that monster design, it turns out. Yeah. And they did. Uh, yeah. Like, and, you know, I, I thought maybe this wasn't, was it Edgar Wright? Like, it's not. Yeah. He didn't direct this, but it totally has that like music syncing with the action. And it's like kind of stylized in that way. And it's British. Mm-hmm. If you're into that. Is there a, there's a connection there somewhere, right? I'm not like totally crazy. What do you mean? I mean, it, it does have that feeling, but I don't know if there's any sort of like direct Just connection. Nick Frost is there and that's like yeah. the middleman <laughs> yeah. or something. OK, sure. I okay. wonder, like, I guess I just don't I haven't seen a lot of. Uh, other British action right. comedies besides <laughs> Edgar Wright. You know what I mean? Like maybe totally. they're all like this. I have no idea. Sure. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, no, I totally, I enjoyed it a ton the whole way through. It definitely kept my attention. Yeah. I also really, really like the staging of it. Like mostly all being in the that apartment building. Yeah. The block. It's so freaking good. And like the scene inside their like the apartment with the what like three girls who are living there. Yeah. So freaking good. And like when they are smashing the one alien with the lamp and stuff, it was just like I don't know. I just had such a fun time in a way that like I don't often with movies. Yeah. yeah. I like the guy jamming the sound of the police. The- mm hmm. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's cool. Yeah, very good, like, way to introduce that character. Yeah. 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 I feel like Nick Frost was kind of underutilized. Like, it's not his movie. I totally understand that. But, like, I don't know. He's there and he's just kind of schlubby in a couple scenes and then he's gone. It's like, okay. Yeah. But why? But why? But why? Hmm. Hmm. Where's the sequel card? 
Oh, I don't know. I didn't okay. even think about that. Defend the block. Okay, sure. No? No, <laughs> no I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know, Kari, any other thoughts before I shoehorn in my companion piece here? I don't think so. I don't know, just overall very fun, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommended from The Pillows Crew. That's right. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then I was like, all right, we should watch The World's End because it's similar. I think it's similar in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's, it's just a Doctor Who episode, basically. But uh, um, upon rewatch, I love this movie, Car. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> you like these. What, there's like that name for these, right? <laughs> uh, I think you're referring to the Cornetto trilogy. And yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of do. <laughs> I really Jesus. wish the discourse wasn't I have to reference that trilogy in the first three words of my review. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at the reviews for this film, but every single one is, well, this is the weakest of the Cornetto trilogy, but and then it okay. goes from there. It sucks. It's not a it's not even a trilogy. It's just the dude made three movies starring the same people. They have nothing to do with each other. Well, I was doing some reading into this because oh, I was no. curious. Cause like before like getting into this movie specifically, so I have seen the other two. Okay. But I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead in a while. Yeah. Um, so I may need to revisit. But like I I just got the this weird like thought journey I was trying to go on was like have other directors been allowed to make movies that are so similar to each other? Yeah. But without being in like a quote unquote universe. And like huh. it, it, it really sort of only makes sense to me in my mind if they are in one universe, because otherwise it's just like he did it. I mean, they're great, but like he did the same thing again and again and again, like yeah. similar themes, all that stuff. And like uh, Edgar Wright, like s explicitly mentioned at like Comic-Con or something that they were supposed to be tied together. So like he sees them that I way, like I guess. That. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him how to make his art, but you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, maybe there's a reason a lot of movies aren't like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not a big hot fuzz guy. Whoa, don't arrest whoa, me, dude. Whoa, 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 I'm just whoa. saying it's not my favorite, dude. Yeah, I have like the same reaction to each of them. Like they all feel about equal in my mind where they're like okay. Super fun and funny, but I just kind of lose steam with them after like the first half hour. Okay, that's fair. I think this movie loses steam for you. I don't think it's even your steam you're losing. <laughs> you know? Are you saying that it's purposeful or just like doesn't no, do much? No, I'm just saying it kind of okay. falls off. This movie does. Um, yeah. But the story it's telling, um, the kind of like nostalgia like adolescence, like perpetual adolescence, nostalgia, like terrible life stuff going on mixed with this, I think really genius metaphor for gentrification is such a weird combo. And I really like where that all goes. And I think the, uh, the main character, Gary, I think is a really well developed character in this otherwise very silly kind of sad comedy going on by far by far by far my favorite simon Pegg character <laughs> yeah gary ever. king 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just so funny to see Simon Pegg as like weird goth dude. Yeah, she's a Lucy fan. Forever. It's so strange to not have him not be a nerd or not be uptight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, he's it's just the weirdest styling. And like, I can't believe it works, but it absolutely does. And then you have Nick is like the like buttoned up like mm-hmm. tap water type of thing. And I think that works really well. Um, Yeah, I don't know. OK, I just really like the <laughs> this movie is talking to me. And that's a bad thing because it's about how it's bad. With all the like early '90s Britpop soundtrack going on, and I'm just like, yes, this is so good. And his car is awesome, but it's supposed to be not awesome, but it totally is awesome because it's that era of car going on. And I'm just like, yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also really like. Okay, so like at the beginning, and again for like maybe the first half hour or whatever, I loved that we were being taken on this journey of like they're gonna get more and more drunk each time yeah i feel like they really capitalize on that for the first like six or seven stops or whatever and then like and then it kind of disappears entirely yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that would have been i don't know i guess like how far they could have taken it <laughs> but it was yeah. so funny when it was happening that i was like really sad to see them just kind of ditch that at the end the uh the scene where uh the Nick Frost character is drunk and then he like says something flippant and then he just smashes through the door. Makes me laugh every single time. It's really good. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like sophisticated humor. It's just like fun, <laughs> stupid humor. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think like in general, it's like, it just really feels like they're entering bars and fighting a bunch of people yeah. for the last hour, which there's yeah, stuff I just don't know. going on there is stuff going on but it's like it kind of reminds me of just like a super 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 long walking dead episode or something but obviously like much more funny and like, but you know what i mean like at I a certain point they're just yeah. like smashing a bunch of people but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the robot design is the coolest freaking thing in the yeah, world the Lego people. i loved when you realize that they can just like disassemble into Barbie yeah. dolls. Yeah. And I love when the lady's legs go where her arms should be. That's so good. This is like Toy Story Sid's little toy yes. monsters all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really Speaking good. of which, Rosman mm-hmm. is in this movie? crazy. Yeah. That's a British so lady. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. is a British lady. Is she? Yeah. What? She has a really good American accent, but yeah, she's British. Oh, just like Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Who knew? Um, <laughs> I I can see what you're saying. It does devolve into some of that, but I don't know. There's still really strong, like, just conversations they're having. Like when he, the whole thing where, like, he he doesn't want to show his arms and then he does show his arms. That sucks yeah. really yeah. hard. And that's not. You know, like that's not Walking Dead. <laughs> no, Walking on. Dead like was the only <laughs> thing I could think of where it's like extended, extended shots of people fighting monsters. Yeah. No, this movie yeah. would be way better if you just cut 10 minutes of them fighting robots. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. But they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, the ending is really abrupt and I don't like it. What do you feel about the ending in general? Like when the bar descends into the I like that layer or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was cool, too. The uh, spoilers for The World's End, but uh, I think based on what they've done with 
Simon Pegg's character, the choice of presenting him with a young Simon Pegg is like such this great moment for that character, this like turning point. Where yeah. it's like his his dream realized is standing right in front of him. And maybe he's just too drunk to actually do the wrong thing. So he does the yeah. right thing. Um, but I don't think the I don't think the actual choice the alien is giving them is that interesting or anything. I, yeah. I like it as a metaphor for gentrification. I don't like it as like the statement about humanity or something. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. And I don't like I don't like uh him at the fireside in like post-apocalyptic you know bar crawl land i don't know that didn't do much for me so yeah i don't love to see all the robots like converging afterward and like coming back to life like i just didn't need any of it yeah where it's like racism like it's like this Mm -hmm. metaphor for racism at the end in the last two minutes maybe Mm -hmm. racism is bad yeah it's like we know racism is bad. It's not what this movie's about. Yeah. But that's okay. You know what's troubling to me about myself? Hit me. I think Baby Driver is my favorite Edgar Wright movie. I think as time goes on, more people will have that opinion. It's tough because it's Kevin Spacey. That is very tough. Yeah. Like, literally, I think months before we figured everything out, but... You know I what? just think that's way more my vibe than um, whatever this trilogy is called. I refuse to learn the word. <laughs> you know, it really sucks, Car, even more than you what? thinking that's your favorite. What? When I picture that movie, I picture Tom Holland as the main character, even though it's definitely not <laughs> Tom Holland. I kind of wish it was Tom Holland, to be perfectly honest. He awoke yeah. in the noise. Yeah. The spackle. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. We watched that together, didn't we? I definitely told you to watch. I've seen I it like watched a, it together. A, that's entirely possible. Yeah. I've seen it quite a few times at this point. It's a good movie. John Hamm's crazy in that movie and it works. He's so freaking good in that movie. <laughs> He's so scary and like awesome. I agree. I was drinking <laughs> coffee, but I totally agree with you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, what else yeah. have you been watching, Car? <clears throat> Let me take a look-see here. Thank you, Letterbox. We could not do this podcast without you. I don't remember <laughs> what I watched yesterday. <laughs> it would be kind of hard. I genuinely don't remember these things very well. Um, I watched St. Maud, finally. Right, right, right. Prestige horror of 1997. <laughs> yes, is alive and right. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, above all else, would love to know what you think of it. I haven't seen it, but I can make up an opinion. Hmm. I thought it was shot well. Um, the turn in the last act didn't really work for me. I thought it was a little overstuffed. Uh, mm-hmm. Great lead performance, though. <laughs> that could totally be your take. <laughs> no, there's just some st- like the way they frame it in general. Um, I'd be really interested in your thoughts on. But without like spoiling, I guess um, I liked it a lot. Like the general okay. conceit of it is there is this. Um, young woman who's a nurse who like uh, works with private. I don't know how you describe it. Like she goes to people's homes and takes care of them. The grudge think, got it. Sort of like hospicey sort of situations where like they're the about to it. die. <laughs> okay, um, and she's extremely, extremely pious. 
Oh. Um, and she is taking care. We get some hints that like she's had some bad experiences nursing in the past. Um, but we don't know why. Um, and then she's taking care of this woman who's dying of lymphoma, I believe. Um, who <sighs> is, she was a dancer and lives like a I would say pretty liberal lifestyle and is like they just do this really good um I think it's a really great situation to put these characters in where um Maud the nurse is like so desperate to convert her to Christianity and the woman is like doing this balancing act of like seemingly being interested in that and like maybe she's joking the entire time about it but also like she's really just trying to find a way to make her final days of life okay so like there's just these complex dynamics happening in like every scene and things get like pretty bad (laughs) like pretty fast um yeah but what i really like about it is from all of that and just like from the prestige horror genre, I think I had this impression that it was going to feel like very spare and very like gray Austere. and yeah, and it, sometimes it is because they're like by the uh, uh, seaside or something, but it's like very sort of it feels very lived in and vibrant and like there's a lot of like space given to things. Um, and it takes like a million turns that you don't quite expect. Um, and overall I had a really great time with it. I, my expectations were really, really high. Um, I feel like because of Sean Baker specifically and only because <laughs> I think he said this is like his favorite, uh, one of his favorite movies of 2020. Oh. It didn't quite meet that for me. Yeah. Um, I was expecting like maybe not hereditary level, but sort of close or something. Yeah. Um, was not there, but was one of the better, like, prestige horror types I've seen in recent history. Film theory for you, Car. Yep. Wouldn't the next Hereditary have to be nothing like Hereditary? Yeah, probably. Okay. Is this like Hereditary? No. Okay. Not at all, really. I don't oh, think. Okay. Well, I mean, I... in that it's a prestige horror movie, but not yeah. in theme or anything. Okay. Okay. I also, I feel I get really creeped out by religion in horror movies, and they sure. do a really good job with making religion scary here. Did you see the trailer for that new one where it's like Jewish horror? I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. and I haven't seen the trailer, but I think okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You can picture what it looks like. No, I can't even. I just remember okay. like reading prestige about horror. that. Yeah. <laughs> picture like a prestige <laughs> horror. <laughs> Did you see the trailer? Yeah. Did it look good? It looks like prestige horror, <laughs> but with okay. a Jewish bent. Okay, cool. Um, Car, why are horror movies sad now? When can we have fun, happy horror movies again? Hmm. I think they kind of have to be sad, right? Like, no. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I mean, they Next. don't have to be, like, hereditary-level sad or, like, relic-level sad. But at a certain point, it's about people being, like, tortured by ghosts or demons or themselves or whatever. Or aliens. Or aliens. I don't know. I just feel like horror movies can't be fun. 
Or if they are, they're on like Shudder or something and people don't talk about them. Except for host. those people. Host was fun. <coughs> host was fun. But it was also sad. It wasn't that I sad. Guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would like a return to... I If... I want like a... If I had a magical machine... I need more coffee. Hold on. I want to be able to see what culture would look like if hereditary never existed. And I want to be able to choose in that moment what reality to make real. I think you would have to go back farther. I think you would have to get rid of the Babadook. I feel like that was the one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Or the others. I have to get rid of the others. We have to go back and get rid of the no, others. No, it wasn't the others. It, it was, was the so others, long dude. ago. <laughs> That's what it was. It was Vanilla Sky ruined everything for us. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I have to go back in time and kill the fifth element. It's the only way. <laughs> um, One other note about St. Maude. Of course. Really, I, body horror that like really got to me. Okay. Can't. Um, can't watch this times. movie. Thanks, Car. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really gross. No can do on the body horror. I wanted to watch Aliens Covenant and I knew there was body horror in it, so I haven't watched it and I won't. Oh, come on. Can I ask you something about Alien Covenant? Well, you didn't finish Alien Covenant. I no, can't No, I watched ask like the something. first 25 minutes, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'll watch it. I was thinking about watching it soon. Like, you texted me the words Alien Covenant, and I was like, I should just do it, huh? I did so text you week. those words. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really think it sucks that they said Prometheus wasn't an Aliens movie, and then the sequel is called <laughs> Alien Covenant. <laughs> Bless him. I feel like not enough hay was made about that situation at the time. <laughs> and now we're I don't here. think enough hay was made about the movie in general. It seemed like people weren't that upset by it, but I sure was. What upset you about it? I don't feel like we ever really dug deep into that. Prometheus looks cool to me. Okay, I got to And that's like right a there. major part of why I like it, or one of the major reasons why I like it. This movie looks like horse poop. Wow. So bad. Such bad CGI. Also okay. bad acting. Also okay. like uh, Prometheus is also about religion, but this is like so about religion in the most corny way Covenant. possible. Yeah. Okay. That sounds all right. Ugh. Is the alien Jesus or are they Jesus or who's Jesus? I don't know, I don't know man. Okay. It'd be so funny if the end result is that you like Alien Covenant way more than Prometheus. I can't watch it though. I'll just get over it. I can't. I hate body <laughs> horror so much. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm going to make you an edit where, like, during the body <laughs> horror stuff, it's like pictures of my cat or something. It's like 17 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Um, haven't seen The Fly. Oh, I saw that. It wasn't as bad as, like, everyone made it mm, seem. That's more like his body falling apart type stuff, right? Just yeah, like but I also thought it was, it truly like didn't, nothing about it felt very gross besides the fact that they just make him look like an icky person. Like yeah. I thought it was going to be that like he turned into a fly and it's just like he looks gross by the end. I don't His teeth are falling out and stuff though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it, Cara. I'm sorry. I didn't care for <laughs> District 9 either. Oh, I like that one a lot. Which is the fly again somehow and people like it. Yeah, I feel like District 9 is like one of those that I would people would look down upon me for liking as much as I do. 
I really don't like District 9. Yeah. But I feel like I'm the odd man out. I thought people loved this District 9. For Uh-oh. some reason, I get the sense that it's, like, in the category of, like, movies that, like, movie people don't like or, like, think are overrated or something. But I could be totally wrong. Like Mean Girls. <sighs> that's so stupid if that's actually the perception. Okay. You go, Glenn Coco. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> me turn? Sure. Okay, I'll talk shortly about Billie Eilish. The world's yeah. a little blurry. Now, Car? Mm-hmm. Carly. Yes. I'm not angry at this movie. Okay. But... Okay. I think I was led to believe it was at all interesting. <laughs> and it was not. And it's two and a half hours long. It's Is there lot. an arc? There's an arc. Okay. But it's two and a half hours of Billie <laughs> Eilish. I don't really like... I don't like or dislike Billie Eilish. I don't have an opinion of Billie Eilish. Two and a half hours is a lot of Billie Eilish, dude. Two and a half hours is a lot for any music documentary, except for maybe like, I don't know. I'm sure there's historical ones out there that need to be that long. But I would not watch a two and a half hour documentary on my favorite band, but they have not made the Sugar Ray movie yet. So I watched (laughs) Billie Eilish. The world's a little blurry. Um, There's a really cute part with. Uh, what's his face? Justin Bieber. Is it really? Yeah, because she loves him. Oh, I actually did know that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her parents are cool. And it's like, yeah, she's like a teenager. So it's like there's a lot of pressure. And it's like, uh, like it's the. It's, it's the arc you expect, but it was sold to me like. This like really intimate documentary you know where it's like all this Mm -hmm. behind the scenes footage of them making the album but it's just scene after scene after scene of her and her really creepy incestuous brother (laughs) in their bed together making a song and it's like they knew they were being filmed the whole time because the camera's right there like it doesn't feel intimate to me at all yeah other than the scene where she's on facetime with her brother and he just got out of the shower and is naked and toweling himself off and talking to her. I feel like we could get sued if people actually listen to this. We are not asserting anything about Billie Eilish. I'm describing something that happened in the film. I'm just yeah. relaying to you that in this movie, Billie yeah. Eilish is on a FaceTime with her naked brother who just got out of the shower. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's the thing that happens. It's a strange one. It was very strange. And then yeah. she wins a bunch of Grammys. The end, Billie Eilish. Um, I didn't. I th- Maybe the goal was to come out of it with an appreciation for her music, but she just that didn't happen, I guess. Hmm. She seems fine as a person. <laughs> I don't know. She seems like a good artist and person. But uh, listening to her perform her music, I was not super impressed. Like it kind of yeah. you have to, I think, go in thinking that she's good at making music for that to have any kind of weight to it. Sure. She like she is one of maybe the most interesting people in like pop music to me right now. Like I think the way yeah, just like the way that she's chosen to be in the world, I think is like really cool and interesting and like I super 
enjoy those. Have you seen the interviews that they do that everyone talks about with her? Where like mm-hmm. they do the annual revisit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I love those, and I think like those maybe do the what the maybe the documentary was trying to do, which is just like show the progression of a young person when they're experiencing like right before they experience extreme fame, when they're experiencing extreme fame, and like all of the anxieties and yeah great things and sad things that happen there. Yeah. Um, so like that totally works for me. I guess yeah. I don't know if I need two and a half hours of it, but. Well, when you get the movie version, it's camera close up on her face when she's on the tour bus. And she's like, sometimes I just want time to myself. I don't want to be a celebrity. And it's like, maybe that's profound to her in the moment because she was just this like nobody teenager. And now she's like, has like eight Grammys, you know, like all this yeah. attention. But we've, as a person who watches movies, I've seen that arc before. Yeah. She doesn't have anything interesting to say about it. It's just, I think, fascinating that it's happening to a person in real time as you watch it. And it's a real person. Yeah. And I think they're like, maybe one of the reasons why, I don't know. Like, I feel like one of the reasons why it could work better than other ones is because she does feel more like a real person to me than a lot of celebrities. Like... I'm just thinking of Taylor Swift because we saw Miss Americana, but like <laughs> if Taylor Swift was saying, I just want to be a real person. It's like, I don't know, man, you're what so far mean, removed. Taylor? Yeah. It's just so far removed from anything, but like yeah. there's something about Billie Eilish. I don't know if it's just because she's younger or like I get more of a genuine feeling from her, but like. Yeah. She's not a brand yet. Right. Yeah. Even though she has like, she kind of is right. Yeah. Like uh, she has this extremely specific aesthetic and like uh, Right. That lines up with her music in a really specific way. like. Yeah. But she does still feel like a human being in yeah. a way that a lot of people that are famous don't. Like there's this really interesting thread running through it where she has like serious leg injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, chronic leg injuries. And she's like, you know, she does the bad guy thing where she was like jumping around dancing all crazy. And her mom is like super worried about her. And it's just like the cycle of her wanting to do that and not really taking seriously all these people telling her that she's going to have serious medical issues basically forever because she's not doing anything to alleviate. She's only making it worse. Yeah. And that's just good, like thematic, like I'm a young person who doesn't care and I'm making music versus like this harsh reality of this is your body and you're getting older and you can't do this. And there's like really good stuff going on there, but I don't think that's enough to carry the movie, I guess. Hmm. What do you recommend it? I didn't hate it or anything. Yeah. I just think it's way too long. Like if there's an edit or something. Yeah. It's crazy that it's two and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm sure like for people who love, love, love Billy Idol, that's probably like a huge gift, but (laughs) for them, I'm sure this is awesome. Yeah. I'm just not that person. So yeah. if you're not that person, maybe you don't need to watch the Billie Eilish movie. Mm. But Carly is that person. And now she's <laughs> going to talk about something else. Okay, cool. I'll talk about Barb and Star. Yeah, this is a hard sell for me, Car. Not that your job <laughs> really, is to sell really... me movies, but okay. I watched the trailer on this one and I am cautious. <laughs> I had an extremely, extremely fun time with it from like moment one. It just was so fun. 
and stupid and silly in like the maximalist sort of way. Okay. Like in the like it gave me like Zoolander vibes. Like just okay. Okay. no care for reality or any constraints that there may be. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's like a movie about these two um middle-aged midwestern women trying to um reignite their passion for life and also their friendship by going on a trip and also about how there's a super villain trying to release deadly mosquitoes to the same town that they're visiting like it's just so dumb um and there's so many stupid stupid funny moments there's one that like i won't give it away but there's like a (laughs) song sequence that just like killed me and like maybe the hardest i've laughed at a comedy in quite some time um and there was one other thing i wanted to say about it oh and just like the chemistry between i think it's annie mumolo and christian wig is perfect and like you can tell they're real life friends and like there's all of this stuff um where they're you know like friends the thing when you're with someone you know really well and you're sort of like basically improvising with them, True. like making up fake stories and they just sell it in a way that like feels like these two women actually doing that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it was so fun. I had such a good time. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does it have like Corky Romano vibes or? I don't know. I've okay. never seen. It's just uh it's weird that we're getting back into like SNL adjacent, like weird mm. comedies. That time had I, passed. I mean, I much prefer that to like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example of something that came out in the last like five yeah. years that we doesn't, you comedies. know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather, yeah, see people just like go all out and like have fun yeah. versus like, I don't know, just trying to like make the 50th movie about. Yeah, that's suburban a, people in suburbia. <laughs> there's a razor thin line between that and Anchorman, though, Car. Mm. Feels nothing like Anchorman to me. Okay. But I mean, is... I, I also like Anchorman, but. Okay. <laughs> but no, this feels not like this is like. <laughs> Anchorman, like, makes. I know, like, it's one of those where it's like, the point is that it, they're bad. It, like, makes me feel icky to watch. In Anchorman? a lot of ways. Yeah, like, okay. the jokes, like, feel mean a lot of the time to sure. me. Sure, This one has, like, I think none of that. Like, okay. it just is, like, a good old time. And, like, it, yeah, like, they're doing stupid Midwestern accents that are just so stupid. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, there's nothing. I don't know. It's just nice, yeah. Midwest accent is really shorthand for stupid in movies, isn't it? I don't think that's true. I think it's shorthand for like bad. Homey also isn't the word, but like um simple life, I guess is simple maybe people. the <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I can't like pretend to be upset about people making fun of Midwesterners when like I don't know, we make fun of a lot of people, you know? I try not to, Car, but hey, whatever gets you through. <laughs> okay, yeah. I punch up, not down. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. So it's Barb and Star. Okay. Yeah. That sounds pleasant, Car. It was pleasant. I was delighted. Is it ironic at all? What's the tone? Not, the tone is 
silly. Like, yeah. I don't know how else to put it. It's just like very, very silly. It's so hmm. not based in reality. It's like okay. silly, silly, silly. But is it like not based in reality because it's a weird vision these Midwestern ladies are having? Or is it like just the vibe of the movie? It's the vibe of the movie. Like it starts out sort of based in reality, like when they're home and then they decide to go to Florida. And I would say like the moment that they get on the plane, it's just like nothing. It just goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like they get to their hotel and there's an entire dance number, dance and song number of all of the like people who work at the hotel welcoming them and they're all, they know the dance together. Like it's just so. That just sounds like Austin Powers to me or something. It's all like, it's everything you're saying, but it feels different, (laughs) I think, because it's not. Yeah. Like there's like jokes about sex and stuff, but it's not like dirty or. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just so it feels more pure, sort of. I get you. I'm not. I'm yeah. not being like mean or something. It just sounds like that Austin Powers part in the beginning when they're all dancing in the hotel. It is. It feels closer to me to Austin Powers than Anchorman. I okay. guess. I like Austin yeah. Powers. Yay! Would I be able to get over the wig factor? Is my only other question. <laughs> you meant the hair um yes i think so i think she's really charming in it okay yeah i have a tough time i know i think when a wig is good she's great yeah yeah and i would say this is in the great category okay she is kind of doing with her you can just so see like the lines in her performances because i think like the things she does well she iterates on yeah so like expect for some or be prepared for that where you're like, oh, that's like that character. And <laughs> she does. Sort right. of thing. It's the target yeah. lady. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. that's fine. Okay. Yeah. What's the name of that film car? Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I take you on a Disney journey? Mm-hmm. So I signed up for Disney Plus. Mm. which is really awesome because the day after i got an email it's like hey your price is going up <laughs> no. it's like, great thanks <laughs> can i ask how much it is it wa- was 6.99 and then <laughs> now it's 7.99 <laughs> plus 30 dollars if you want to watch rot raya awesome. the last dragon yeah. uh but anyway i signed up because we were gonna watch wandavision um mm. Two episodes in there. Not sure how I feel about that one. I don't know. From My, what I've heard, the first ones are the best ones. That's what's scaring me, Car, because I think yeah. if this if this was their cool thing and then it becomes Marvel, I'm not interested. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I don't want that. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it's pretty I've well known what the thing with WandaVision is, where it's like it's it's a fake sitcom or yeah. is it? But they get so close with their like kitschy 50s sitcom that the moments where it doesn't feel right really get under my skin. And I don't think it's intentional. What do you mean doesn't feel right? Um, It's like blocked and shot perfectly like an old sitcom. And then there'll just be a shot where it's like, no, this looks like 2021. Oh, OK, got it. And if that was part of the charm. I'd be in, but it really doesn't feel like it. It feels like they just didn't follow through completely or, you know, yeah. 
they lost it in the editing or something. Um, it's just not that interesting. Yeah. The concept's really interesting. Boy, that youper's really coming through now that we talked about the midway. The concept's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just nothing drawing me in beyond that, though. Like, it's really fun to see them do old sitcom. And the writing is so incredible hmm. in that it is terrible and paced like a bad sitcom. <laughs> It, no, it, like, really, I think no, the craft yeah, is yeah. there. It's pretty astounding how they do the old sitcom joke setups and stuff. It's really good. Really good. Okay. Beyond that, I don't know. I have no love yeah. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point, so it's like... Meh. Yeah, this has been one... Ooh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I try not to be a negative Nancy uh-huh. or But the whole anything. world is wrong. But <laughs> the whole world is wrong and I think the MCU is trash and yeah. I've been just delighting myself in people being angry at WandaVision for like the last few episodes. You, Carly, um, Because I think it just confirms <laughs> everything that I think about it. Like, yeah. I don't want to give WandaVision spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it, but like... It's all just pointless and like it's all just feeding yeah. the next whatever. And it's yep. so dumb and that feels so bad to me. Yep. And they tricked everyone into thinking it was going to be cool and interesting for the first few episodes. And then yep. they just pull the right rug out from under you. It it first of all, I think you're not correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the people are angry at the thing you think they're angry at, or I think they are exactly the problem still. And you are just reveling in a momentary little bit of like dissonance going on when actually people still freaking love Endgame. And just because this isn't that doesn't mean that you were right or something like people still love that crap car. Yeah, no, I like I mean, most people, I think, overall really like WandaVision. That sucks. (laughs) but like the fact that like people are or some faction of people are angry that like it's all inconsequential it's all inconsequential exactly like that's the part that i just want to like shake everyone be like none of it matters they're just it's a brand trying to feed as much out of this as they possibly can before people get sick of it and like shock that people aren't sick of it yet because it's all we have for so much and it's just driving me nuts I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but Mm -hmm. this is better than Avengers 6 or something. Right? Or not? Why? I don't know. Because at least for two episodes, it's trying something. That it doesn't connect. To what end? I don't know. Like, if they're just not going to do it, then what's the point? But they do do it. I don't know. It's such a... It's kind of like a hackneyed concept to begin with that i don't really know what i was expecting them to do with it you know yeah yeah like i don't know that they could actually do that for however many episodes there are but they don't even try it seems like like the first episode i was expecting something to happen or something but it's just an old sitcom yeah and this is going back to my problems with television which is that they can have burner episodes where nothing happens because they have f- episodes to fill. 
And I don't like that. I want them to edit down, not create too much so that they fill time because instead of an hour and a half, they have, you know, 400 minutes to fill. I don't understand the appeal there at all. Just tell me a story. Don't, you know, create content or something. Well, I think it's like some of TV is good in that way because you like the characters a lot and you just want to hang out with them for as much as time as possible. Law and so like order, SVU, are, yes. Okay. So there are times I think when that makes sense. Yeah. And like, maybe that's in shows that aren't, that don't need to like propel so much or something or are more episodic or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I don't know how that applies here. Yeah. It just feels like lost detritus, like lost, yeah, warmed over 8,000 times where it's like, we're in this place and maybe there's something going on behind the scenes. And it's got, it's even got some of the same like iconography. Like there's a lot of like hexagons going on. I feel like that's totally okay. straight out of lost. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well. And well, and like at least lost had to end, but this could theoretically go on for decades. You know what I mean? Like it, it's true. I mean, how long has it gone on already? Like they're just, they're not, they have no need to ever, ever, ever end this until everyone hates it. But everyone will hate it for five years and then they'll be like, reboot time. And yeah. then there'll be a new Spider-Man. Yeah. Forever. You know what it is, yeah. Car? It's these freaking parents forcing this <laughs> stuff on their kids. I can't stand it. Kids shouldn't like Star about? Wars. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, you mean like nostalgic stuff from their time? Yeah, where it's like, yeah. I have a son now and he loves Star Wars. He's six months old. <laughs> Jesus. What a fun thing to get. You know what? I'm not um, beholden to any specific franchises or genres besides Harry Potter. And now that's complicated. So I won't be the problem. I'll be part of the solution. But you get what I'm saying. Yes, I do. I mean, yeah, that's like why they're doing all the remakes and everything. It's just the cycle that keeps perpetuating because people have this like weird brand loyalty to garbage i don't understand it my kid's gonna love kingdom hearts though my god i'm gonna sit him down (laughs) (laughs) what you're also like about to talk about old disney movies oh hey i watched home on the range car (laughs) okay how was it it was not good oh no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like most people haven't heard of home on the range Hmm. i have Okay. It was like the last Disney hand-drawn thing before Princess Frog time. Is that true? Yeah. Really? It did so poorly, I think, that they're like, well, this is done. And then they <laughs> and then they made Chicken Little or whatever. Disney was in a bad way. I don't yeah. really understand why, because I feel like maybe this is nostalgia talking, but I felt the 90s were a very good time for Disney, generally. I don't know, man. I have no clue. What filled the gap? Uh, well, you had like Lion King was the big one, and then you had like Mulan, Hercules, Emperor's New Groove. Probably didn't do too well, but that movie's cool. Freaking, uh, Frozen. No, I don't know. <laughs> Disney was happening. Anyway, they came out with a movie where Roseanne is a cow. <laughs> And Judy Dench. I didn't Dench. realize it was Roseanne. Dame oh, Judy man. Dench and Roseanne and Jennifer Tilly are three cows. Wow. Nothing happens. And it's really ugly looking. Yeah, this like the animation. I think I've only seen the trailers, but 
the animation is really upsetting to me. It's really memory. terrible. But I will say, <laughs> um, it's kind of novel just seeing a hand-drawn movie from this time. But also, there is work going on with the character animation that I feel like you can draw a very clear line between kind of like golden era Disney like uh well golden era is kind of subjective I guess but like 101 Dalmatians era Disney um I feel like they were taking a lot of cues from that time and I feel like that's not something you would see now I don't think Hmm. that's how people would animate characters anymore so that was really interesting I thought Hmm. there is some good work going on but the movie is trash you didn't enjoy it at all I kind of enjoyed it still, but uh, <laughs> it's probably one of the worst Disney movies I've seen. Can you give me the really shortened synopsis? Um, Roseanne Cow. Do you need more car? Should I keep going? No, it's fine. Um, no, there's like this cattle rustler and he yodels and it hypnotizes the cow. And then there's this really trippy kind of horny hypnosis sequence that happens. That was kind of crazy. You remember the pink elephants scene from Dumbo and how it's kind of upsetting of and like doesn't feel good to you as a child no. that you're seeing this? It was a lot like that, but much cheaper done. Okay. And there's like a song happening. I guess there's a song in pink elephants as well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, kind of. <laughs> there was one joke that really got to me and got me pretty good. Do you want to tell us what it is? Oh, it's just like <laughs> the, the cattle wrestler has been buying all the land. Okay. And then one of his like henchmen is sitting on a couch and he like moves his head and there's a plot exactly the shape of his head right behind him. And it turns out he'd just been sitting on the couch every single time right in front of that thing. And I thought that was pretty funny, but you had to be there anyway. <laughs> the range. It's like 70 minutes long. It's a hoot. Okay. Um, but I just watched before this Fantasia 2000 because I needed to oh. cleanse my palate. Um fascinating kind of um moment i think in have you seen way? fantasia 2000 is that different than regular fantasia yes this is the one with the space whales whoa i don't think so because that does not ring a bell okay um i think it was disney's son walt disney's son or grandson maybe or nephew or something some relation had been trying to do Fantasia again. Because the idea with Fantasia was they would keep adding to it hmm. or swapping like segments out. Cause you know, it's like this like compilation of basically classical music with accompanying cartoon footage type of thing. They were going to do different segments and then it would just keep coming back into theaters over time. That never happened. So he was like, we're going to bring it back the concept. So they did Fantasia 2000. Um, and this is getting into the death of hand-drawn animation type of stuff. Okay. So it's this really fascinating kind of turning point for Disney where it has extremely well done hand-drawn animation next to the cheapest looking CGI you could ever hope for in a Disney movie. And it's this really uncomfortable friction but there are two segments that i think um there's a rhapsody in blue segment that i think is kind of celebrated i think that might be my favorite thing that's ever been in a disney movie is the rhapsody whoa in blue. it is incredible uh wow yes 
And it is so nice because a lot of the other segments aren't very good. So it is elevated even further. And it's just incredible visual storytelling going on set to this amazing music. And it has this really Mm. cool style to it. Um, So that's awesome. And then there's the last one, the Firebird, which is this kind of like nature good story. But it's uh, (laughs) really, really impressive. Just makes you so sad because it is hand drawn in some aspects. And to know that they pooped out home on the range and then quit like that was the end Mm. of that whole art form and i really think cgi just does not i am they should keep making cgi movies but i really think i feel like such an old man when i say this but there really is something to hand-drawn animation where it is not the same where you cannot just replace one with the other oh absolutely of course but that's not what they think yeah. It's not, of course, to anyone making movies. Well, I, I think they they might agree with you, but they might think that no one wants to see that. I just think it's too expensive, honestly. It's so much cheaper. Oh, to, sure. Uh, I just think a lot of the Disney movies coming out just don't have a character to them anymore. Yeah. And I think if you vacuum out all the nostalgia maybe you could make the same argument about the movies that i like from the 90s or whatever but i think they did have a style to them so i don't know it's tough yeah i'm in a weird spot with disney right now i'm kind of going through because we just played through kingdom hearts again so there's all this disney stuff going on and i'm kind of Mm. (laughs) re-examining some aspects of that and it's been really uh a trip we watched a little bit of hunchback notre dame and that is a crazy 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 movie Okay. Why did you only watch a little bit? It's just not very good. We oh, we just okay. wanted to see like, is this really as weird and not good as we thought? And yeah. Yeah. I remember so distinctly not connecting to that one at all. No, it's not a kid's movie. It's craziness. Mm. There's like a there's a dude is gonna drown Quasimodo in a well within the first minute. <laughs> oh, God. There's like murder happening and then there's all this yeah. like fire and brimstone like Catholic guilt going on. Yeah. It's a. I'd like to sit down and watch it, I guess, someday, because it really seems like there's stuff going on there, but it's not a kid's movie in any way. And it's really interesting. Hmm. Do you think like we just didn't pick up on stuff? Is that like how they get away with that? But it's not it's not like Shrek or something where it's like, and here's a joke for the parents. It's like this. It's not it's just not a kid's movie in any way. It's not. Yeah. Except for like George Costanza gargoyle and he's like, what's up, Quasimodo? <laughs> Fart joke. And then it's back to Quasimodo being like having existential dread and Jesus and all this stuff. So, huh. Really awesome. Are you tackling the Disney stuff in any sort of order or you're just kind of going to no. roam around? No, there's no goal or anything. I'm just like, okay, man, remember Hunchback of Notre Dame? Because nobody yeah. else does. And then. It's just weird to have because I remember back in the day you would get the VHS of 101 Dalmatians or whatever the hell. And then they'd be like, back from the Disney vault, the rescuers Mm -hmm. down under only available for a month and it costs thirty dollars. And now you can just watch all these movies for seven dollars. That's so weird. In Blu-ray quality. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I one of the episodes I listened to of the podcast with the Disney series was the Great Mouse Detective. And that one made me super nostalgic to uh, go back. They were like talking about the little, is it the little girl or whatever? That's like inquisitive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the dog's name? Crap. I don't remember. 
Shit. <laughs> that might be, that's one of my favorite Disney movies. Well, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's like not a, very good. There's a list of maybe like five that I would willingly revisit. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Probably Pocahontas. that. I'd go back to Mulan. I'd go yeah. back to, I honestly probably would watch Lion King too. Um, <laughs> We're going to count that, I guess. <laughs> Okay. I'd watch 101 Dalmatians. Yep. I don't know what the last one is. I don't know. Mm. I'm trying to remember what I liked. Oh, Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound's a weird one. That one very much emotionally connected with me as a kid. That made me so sad. That is so... I have so much respect for that movie because it's so unlike Disney now. Yeah. There's no like comedic sidekick going on or like pop culture references. It's just this like super dire, just like yeah. friendship story going on. And like super patient. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Th- they're not rushing anything long. You have to deal with the time when they're separated. Like, it, yeah, yeah. It's not flashy. It's not, you know, blockbuster entertainment. It's just like, here's our story we're going to tell. Yeah. Oh, so sad. <laughs> Everybody's old and dying in this movie. Yeah. And you're going to sit there and you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a good one. I just don't think we would get that out of Disney ever again at this point. It doesn't seem like. It just feels homogenized to me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But you could make Maybe that. Maybe we're criticism. a bunch of old cranky people, though. <sighs> But I liked Home on the Range. No, I <laughs> I think uh, I really have been meaning to go back to Sleeping Beauty because I know that movie is absolutely gorgeous. I just have to sit down and watch it again. But I know that that might be the best looking Disney movie. Yeah, but that's another one where it like, doesn't feel like anything. Like it looks super yeah. cool. I get that the colors are nice and everything, but it's just like for what? I don't know. I got to sit down and watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah. In the year of 2021. <laughs> Alright, what have you been watching as else? Okay, I got one more that I hit can... me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Uh, Margaret. Right. Specifically I hear... the director's cut. Thank uh, you, everyone. You know, it really sucks that on Letterboxd they don't have separate, you know. <laughs> I watched I need the video. Everyone copy. to know that I watched the three hour and six minute version of Margaret versus the like two hour and forty five or whatever. Wait, wh- how long? <laughs> Three hours and six minutes, I no, think. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's like I was heat. so... It was such a good, like... I've been meaning to watch this for such a long time. Um, and I knew that, like, the director's cut was well worth it. Or, like, that's what I'd heard. Um, and it was just, like, the most pleasing way to spend an evening. Like, I'm so glad I did it. Um, and I loved it. I loved it so, so much. Um, the basic premise for it is... Anna Paquin is this like 16, 17 year old girl living in New York City. And she acts, she basically like dista- distracts a bus driver who ends up hitting and killing Alice and Janney. Um, and that's like maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes into the movie. And Anna Paquin is like holding Alice and Janney as she dies. And it's like one of the most brutal death scenes I've seen in my entire life. Like it felt so, so real and so terrifying. And so you're seeing this <laughs> young girl. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the interesting thing. So like, okay. I knew that was a setup and I expected like three hours of just 
gut-wrenching, yeah. spare, awful terror of like this person just dealing with this guilt. And it is totally about how she deals with her guilt, but not in the way that I expected it at all. So like it ends up really being a very holistic look at the like next year that follows for her. And it's not just a year where she's like extremely, extremely depressed. Like you do see scenes when she is like experiencing some form of PTSD and you do see like moments where she like breaks down and sort of loses it. But you also like see her just like do a bunch of normal teenage stuff and have fun with her friends and like um, have a really, really awful toxic experience with Kieran Culkin, which was like very interesting. Um, And she ends up like dealing with a lot of her guilt by getting involved in a court case against a bus driver. So like she's sort of dealing with the fact that she, like, contributed to the death of this woman by, like, trying to put it onto someone else. Mm. And so you end up spending a lot of time with her in that way. And they do such a good service to this young woman of, like, she's so self-aware of what she's doing. And she's handling it, like, the best that she can. Meanwhile, like, you're also seeing how her mom, like, just can't deal with this with her. And, like, they have a very difficult relationship. It's also one of those movies where, like, each of these characters gets a lot of um, attention paid to them. Like, you see a lot of the scenes with the mom entirely separate from the main character and, like, living her own life and having her own experiences and, like, maybe why she has a difficult time uh, being with her daughter during... um, this like traumatic period of her life. It just like, it feels so all encompassing of like what a year in the life of this person would be and all of the people she would spend time with. And you get so many insights into like her relationship with her dad. And maybe that why, like maybe that messed her up like permanently forever. And I don't know. It, it's like sad and heart wrenching, but in like a really, I think, thoughtful way and not in, like, a torture porn sort of way, which is what I was afraid it was going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, like, <laughs> blew me away. I, yeah. It's prob like, I'm trying to sit on it and, like, think about it longer, but I feel like it's near the top of, like, my favorite movies of all time sort of thing. It's Bruce. Bruce agrees! <laughs> um, yeah, I just, like, can't believe how incredible it is, and I can't believe that, like, I only heard about it a year or two ago. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it just feels sort of perfect to me. And then there's, like, a really rich text about, like, the making of the movie itself, and, like, this is a movie that... It came out in 2011... And I I knew there was some weird stuff about, like, the release of the movie beforehand, but I didn't know much. And you're watching it, and you're like, there's no way this was filmed in, like, 2010 or something. Like, it looks so, like, relatively bad in quality. Oh, good. It's because it was filmed in 2005, and there was, like, a oh. six-year struggle to release it, and, like, who oh. would get Final Cut? And, like, there was this guy named Gary who was, like, stopping the whole thing. We <laughs> hate Gary. <laughs> And, like, Martin Scorsese offered to do a free cut of it in order to, like, get it out there. So, I don't know. It's just, like, how dare you? Um, That's too much money. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) 
anyways, I don't know. I was just like extremely, extremely blown away by it. Um, also, like I, I'm watching or I just finished watching Succession and there's like four different people in Succession <laughs> that are also in this movie. And I feel like that's part of the reason how they all end up in Succession. Oh, nice. <sighs> yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's Carly uh, creating lore <laughs> in her head and making it real. <laughs> Martin Scorsese got them all in a room and they were playing poker and he said, "Let's make a movie." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's so good. Man, three hours, Carly. That's uh, but it's a tall goes drink of by so freaking fast. Like yeah. especially the last hour and a half, I like. Couldn't take my eyes off of the screen sort of thing. Yeah. Just completely engaged. Is there like an arc to it or is it just like a, uh, you know, a year in life type of thing? It's mostly a year. I mean, you're. The arc is essentially like, how does a young person deal with this when yeah. she has like some other tough stuff going on in her life? Um, So like, that's the general arc. Um. But I think because it spans a decent amount of time, there's like 50 subplots. Um, And I am, I think, the sort of person who wants to see all of those. And like the more I can learn about if they're good characters and they're well written and they're interesting, like I want to see as much as I possibly can. Sure. And this totally satisfies that. Nice. It kind of gives me not it's a really loose connection, but it kind of gives me um magnolia vibes that's what i was just gonna say oh really yeah oh that's funny yeah it's like because there's all these different people like sort of involved in in. these events yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. exactly exactly who wouldn't maybe normally meet or something right and then frogs follow this guy and it's like dude and then the bus like slips slides on a frog (laughs) and runs into whoever the hell you were saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and amy mann is playing yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think this director will go far. <laughs> also, there's like a good good vibes from this era. Like the way that movies looked in like 2005 makes me feel like safe or something. Boy, I'm know. not there with you, Kara. That's uh, <laughs> it's a tall drink of water you just poured in front of me here. Okay. Can you give me an example? Um, well, Josie now I'm going to... Yeah, sure. I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure that is like complete nostalgia, right? Like, oh, movies that came out when I was like a preteen or something. Like, yeah. It just oh, wait, feels nice. Kylie, I know what's what? happening. What? You're pulling a Sean Baker. You like film. You just don't oh, like I probably do filmmaking. like film. I probably do like film. Yes, it's what it is, I think. <laughs> I do too. That's funny. Mm. Okay. Okay. What's the name of that movie, Car? Margaret. Margaret. Maggie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got one more quick for you. Okay. I watched the original Godzilla. Gojira. Oh. Can I don't you know tell me what say. year that came out? 54, I believe. Okay. Um, the one thing I want to say about Godzilla is maybe I'm looking at it wrong. So, Car, what movies are coming out? Uh, I just mean in the public consciousness, I think Godzilla's this like crazy dub fun movie okay. thing. And I was kind of looking at it more in like the I'm going to watch the original Japanese version. And, you know, there's like this heavy message and then there's like all this other lore happening, you know, because there's like 400 Godzilla movies. Yeah. So I was looking at it as like a text 
Okay. So I didn't have that much fun with it. Okay. I wish yeah. I had watched the one where their mouths aren't moving the right way and they're going, Godzilla! And then he like <laughs> destroys a city, you know? So do you think if you would have approached it differently, you would have had fun with it? I think so. I still had fun with it, but it it's like really slow, actually. Mm. It's not at all what I expected. It's a lot of like people talking about yeah. stuff that doesn't seem that interesting to me now. Maybe it seemed really like the the idea that this is all this metaphor for nuclear war and, you know, yeah. is really interesting. But they drive that point home over and over and over and surround it with a lot of like character moments that didn't hit for me at all. Hmm. And then at the end for 20 minutes, Godzilla, you know, a dude in a suit smashes a bunch of miniature trains and stuff. That's pretty fun. But (laughs) uh, it was not fun enough to be fun and it wasn't dramatic enough to be dramatic. So it was just this kind of like corny thing I was watching. But it's like a fun historical dive. But okay. Yeah. How long was it? Long. Really? Yep. Yep. That's tough. Yep. I don't know. Hmm. I w- I wanted to really like it, and it just didn't really happen for me. Are you going to watch the other ones or start watching the other ones? Ask me before I watch the first one. What? Yes, I am. Now oh, ask okay. me after I watch Godzilla. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Are you prepping for what is it? Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla? versus King Kong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't understand. Is that a meme that people think that looks interesting in any way, or what's going on there? I thought it looked kind of fun, and I have no stakes in this at all. It looks but like I think that, everyone thinks it looks stupid, right? It looks like that Rampage movie that The Rock was in with the yeah, but that Smashing also looks Pumpkins. fun. Mm, sure, <laughs> maybe this is not my genre. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's fine either. It's just like that seems like the type of thing that if I just wanted to like melt my brain for an hour and a half, that seems kind of nice. It's probably not where I would go with that, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Did you ever see the like the 2013-ish Godzilla with Brian Cranston? No. That was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah, I'd be down. I like monsters. I don't know. Yeah, that has some really good... Kind of, they really capture how creepy it would be if all of a sudden there was like this giant monster. Yeah. Like that would really suck. And I feel like they, <laughs> movies don't often get into how bad that would be. And I feel like yeah. Godzilla kind of got it at some of them. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. And it's got Brian Cranston in it, of all people. Yeah, I like Brian Cranston. You should just watch the trailer where they jump out of the plane because that's like one of the best movie trailers of all time. I feel Ooh. like I'm a Reddit film bro right now. Yes. That trailer <laughs> changed my life. <laughs> Brian <laughs> <laughs> from Breaking Bad, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Um So here's the thing about this last part here is that there's no okay. movies of note coming out. Oh no. Okay. So we can just kind of skip that, I think. No, there's March 12th. There's five movies. Yeah, one of them is already accounted for, which is Car- Cherry. We talked Carly. about previously. Carly. Yeah. Carly. Yeah. Carly. Yeah. We're doing a disservice by not reading every single one of these movies no. each week. So from now on, I'll be reading all of these movies. No, please don't. Long weekend coming out March 12th to theaters. When down on his luck, no, Bart. No, no. we have to. What's the point of this segment if we just like zip around and read the spackle ones? Because we just choose the ones that are either good or have a guess. 
But I don't know if they're good until I read them. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're shooting me down here. That's fine. <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> the wild journey of a disenfranchised young man from Ohio who meets the love of his life. Only to risk losing her through a series of bad decisions and challenging life circumstances? That's not a good description of Cherry. Yeah. Cherry's about a soldier with PTSD robs banks, and it's based <laughs> on a true story. Why is the description... It feels like a young adult novel or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh no, we have to remortgage the house, honey. Yeah. Good. Tom Holland. Hmm. This uh, this sounds kind of interesting. March 12th, come true, theaters and VOD. A teenage runaway takes part in a sleep study that becomes a nightmarish descent into the depths of her mind and a frightening examination of the power of dreams. Nightmare on Elm Street, anyone? Yeah, I. this does sound sort of interesting. Um, sleep studies are really interesting to me, so I guess I'd be open to hmm. a movie about them. Dude, you should watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Or Dream Warriors? Dream Warriors is also terrible. Honeydew coming to theaters. Strange cravings and hallucinations befall a young couple after seeking shelter in the home of an aging farmer and her peculiar son. Female farmer, sign me up. <laughs> Honeydew. <laughs> theaters. Okay, next. Dude, yes, they sound so epic. <laughs> It's coming to Netflix. <laughs> Always feeling like they have to say no to their kids. Allison and Carlos decide to give their three kids a yes day. That's the name of the movie. During which the kids yeah. have 24 hours to make the rules. This is just that Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Yes, man. Yeah. Yep. Yes, day. <laughs> Evan yeah. Almighty. You know what the really nice thing about this is, though? <laughs> What's that this just completely changed my game plan for what we're going to watch next week. Uh, oh, is it Evan Almighty? No. Because okay. Jennifer Garner is in yesterday, which okay, I noticed well, when I was searching for it. Carly, before you what? get there, though. Yeah. We kind of skipped over Long Weekend. Long Weekend is coming to theaters <laughs> when down on his luck, Bart, Finn Whitrock, American Horror Story, has a chance encounter with the enigmatic Vienna. Zoe Chow, love life. The two fall fast and hard. An enchanted weekend courtship leads to unexpected revelations. But the secrets both carry could be their undoing or the chance for a fresh start. You were saying? That was the like, darkest I felt while recording this. Mel Gibson is <laughs> yeah. Bart. Um, let's watch 13 going on 30. Oh, car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite rom-coms and my favorite movie to watch as a, at a sleepover. As oh, a nice. Movie. Okay. Yeah. I can do that, Kai. Okay, cool. Can I throw one Do you want to add one to the list? Yes, but I don't know the name of it, but you'll know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, it's the one where... Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to go through my mind palace on this one. Car. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Um, high fidelity movie version main character. Freaking. High fidelity movie. Oh, John Cusack. John Cusack. 
goes to a hotel room and it's haunted. Oh, 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 oh. And it's based on a Stephen King short story, I think. Hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Room. Was room. Sam 1408? Yes, sure. Yep, yep. Have you seen it? No, but I want to. So this is good. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Okay. What a selection of films. <laughs> and Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes. I love film, Car. I love film, too. Okay. Uh. <laughs> well, I'll watch Yes Day and report back. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> I can't wait to go look at the letterbox poster. Can live action movies be Fun? in the worst family movie category? Um, Tom and Jerry is sitting right there. Dude. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Then yesterday could be a contender. I don't think so. Okay. Car- well, <laughs> sweet life of Zach and Cody, the movie. <laughs> when Mel Gibson takes his two sons, <laughs> Zach and Cody on a trip, they don't know what kind of fun befalls them. Carly, go home. <laughs>